I want to say this in the beginning, though, and this came to me early this morning. And this is not particularly a part of this message on back to basics. But I want, for someone, I feel it important to say, God is not against you. Someone this morning, I felt in my spirit, was questioning the fact that if God was even for them or if God even heard them. And I want you to know that God is not against you, that God is for you, and he's trying to help you. He's not trying to destroy you. He's not trying to defeat you. He's not trying to catch you in some kind of sin so he can just really sock it to you. He really loves you and wants to help you out of your predicament. So for whoever this is, I want you to know that God is mindful of you. Amen. I want to take you to the scripture today as we're back in the series of back to basics. I want to read it in two different forms, a verse all of us know very well. Luke 6, 38 in the King James Version says, Give, and it shall be. Give, and it shall be. I don't know how you define that, but shall be means it's going to happen. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Give, and get. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, Running over shall men give unto your bosom. Notice what he's saying. The people that are around you that you're acquainted with, that you're in business with, they're going to bless you. Shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured unto you again. Now for clarification, I want to read it in the New Living Translation. Listen to it. Give and you will receive. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make more, make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine, this is key, the amount you give will determine the amount you get back. I didn't even realize today when I was, we were preparing for this, this message we started talking about that. Pastor Kenny was mentioning it, and Pastor Mike. We were talking it over, all of us just sitting there talking about how, how we learned through other people in their teaching to give and how profitable it was, how it helped us, how it benefited us. But there's something I want to, to, to remind you of, and this comes from a writing. A John Bunyan wrote this. There was a man, because some people feel like giving is foolishness. Am I right? Why should I give? But John Bunyan writes, There was a man, though some did count him mad. The more he cast away, the more he had. That is a principle. It's a kingdom principle. Now, I don't know about John Bunyan, but I do know that's a kingdom principle. It is a principle of sowing and reaping. What you sow is imperative. This is not a saying. This is a fact. The Dead Sea is dead because all it does is receive and receive and receive, and it never gives out. There's only an inlet. There's only an inlet. It comes in, but there's no outlet. So it's dead. So you have to understand how important giving is. I told a story years ago, I believe, in our, even in our church of a man in New England. He went into a service. And the pastor was fiery and was teaching, and it inspired him. And all he had on him was a dollar. And back in the 1900s, early 1900s, a dollar was a lot of money. 
And so he felt so inspired, he said, I'm going to give half of this for this call, for this offering. But then he found out he needed a, he needed a job, and the money he needed to get to that job, guess what it was? He needed a dollar to get to that job. So what did he do? He took the 50 cents that he had left, Ariel. This is a principle. He took the 50 cents he had left, got on the train, and said, take me as far as you'll go for 50 cents. He got off of the train at that location. He started to walk, Pastor Kenny, toward the town. And there he saw a sign about employment. He went <clears throat> and talked to them. And sure enough, he got a job making more money than if he'd paid the dollar and gone all the way to the next town. His name, let me just say his name, was W.L. Douglas, who became a famous shoe manufacturer. All because God spoke to him and he said, I'll give the 50 cents of the dollar. You say, well, that's, Bishop, all you care about is money. No, I care about you. I care about you. I care about your benefit. My father taught me years ago. He said, son, are you giving to the Lord? And I thought I was young and not making much money. And really what I had to give wouldn't make much difference, my, my 2 or $3. But he said, son, I don't, it's not a benefit to the church per se, but it is a benefit to you. God will bless you. So I'm going to say that from the, from, from the get-go. You have to have the heart of a giver. Let me say that again. You have to have the heart of a giver because giving is a principle of the kingdom of God. You can't get away from it. You can't hide from it. Why? Because the creator of all things, the king of kings and lord of lords, the king of this unshakable kingdom, he gave so that we could have life. He didn't have to do it, but he gave himself so that we could have everlasting eternal life. And all things were created that we have today, that we enjoy, because he gave. All things were created for him and by him for his what, Pastor Kenny? For his pleasure. Everything that we enjoy is because he gave. Yet when it comes time for us to step up to the plate, we start to, we feel offish. And I don't know if I should do that. And, and I feel a little insecure. Let me tell you, as long as God is on your side, nothing can defeat you. Matter of fact, nothing will defeat you. No weapon formed against you shall overcome you. Nothing. Look at this. You know the verse so well you can quote it with me. For God so loved the world. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he, 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 God gave. He didn't have to do it. He did it because he loved the world. He loved the, everything he created and even the inhabitants. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, that means anybody, Believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Are you hearing me? That's when I said in the beginning, God is not against you. Reading just that, you'll see that God is, has never been against you. He is for you. He wants to lift you up right now. Now hear me when I tell you I'm really concerned about you and your well-being. If you truly want to be successful... You have to be. This is not multiple choice. You have to be a giver in every area of your life. What is it called? A lifestyle of giving. You have to have the heart of the giver. It's in our giving. This came to me early this morning. Not really 
revelatory, but it's what God said to me. It is in our giving that we open the door to God's blessing. It just opens the door. And then he said, giving doesn't speak to where you are. Oh, come on now. Giving doesn't speak to where you are, but it speaks to where you are headed. God, that's what he spoke to me early. It's not where you are. You think, well, this is it. No, no, it's where you're headed. You give into your future. You give into your destiny. You give into your purpose. And that's what makes you different than the rest because you see the need and you feel it. You see, God demands only very few things from us, but he, wants, he really wants to see where your heart is. And giving shows where your heart is. It just always has. So if you do not give, if you're not a giver in any aspect, in any area of your life, you will not reap the benefits of being a child of God because there will be no harvest. There will be no harvest. The promises of God, you say, well, they're, they're his, they're, but they're contingent upon certain things. That's being honorable with God. Loving God and trusting God with everything. So I say this to you today. Giving is not something you do. It's who you are. The heart of a giver. When I see you, I say, you're a heart of, you've got a heart to give. You're a giver. You've got a giving spirit. I've watched widows give. I mean, it blows my mind when I see how they reach out and love. But God not sees it. And I will say oftentimes, I wished I could repay them with something. And God's saying, wait a minute. There's no way you can repay them with what I'm going to do. So, giving is something that has to be a part of your nature. The giver, watch this. The one that truly has the heart of a giver will find the void and fill it. Why? Because it is their joy. It's not that they're getting, oh, I can't believe I'm having to do this. And it's, this goes, I'll show you in a moment, it goes far beyond money. I can't believe I'm, I, I, I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to do it for Sister Kathy. I'm going to do it for Brother Ariel. I'm going to really, I don't want to do it, but I, I just, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Then there's no blessing to that because you're not giving it with joy. Joy. What do you mean? Let me give you some areas, and we'll go through this a little further down. Maybe it's someone that needs love. Someone in your, in your fear of relationships, they need love, and you have the ability to give it to them, but you will not do it, which gets into a whole other message of your perception. You have to be very careful because you have to understand that person needs something, and maybe you're the person the only person that can fill that void. So maybe it's love that you can offer to someone. It doesn't cost you anything except your heart. Or maybe mental support or moral support. There's nothing that cannot be accomplished. I heard someone say, if someone says, Pastor Kenny, I believe in you. I believe you can do it. It goes a long way when you give them mental and moral support. Believing in someone. Giving that. You say, well, I just don't understand why nobody does that for me. It doesn't matter if they did it for you. Do it for someone else and it will come back to you. 
many times over. How many times have I felt abused? And I was, and I was used, but I kept on trucking, kept on doing what God asked me to do. And sooner or later, the things that I really wasn't going after came to me. It just came to me because it's a principle of God. So someone needs love or mental or moral support. Maybe they need joy. Maybe you can make them uh, 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 laugh a little bit. You say, really? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. There's some people that just need to laugh. And sometimes it is financial help or financial support. But it's more than just money. It goes beyond that. You have to have a giving spirit. And it covers a multitude of things. Galatians 6, 7, which many people preach this as being a judgmental scripture. I don't see it as being a judgmental scripture. Galatians 6, 7, be not deceived. God is not mocked. You can't fool God. He's watching. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. That should be a promise to you. You should be shouting right now that God, you can't, you can't tease him. You can't fool him. He's not going to forget. He said, whatsoever you sow, you're going to reap it. If you sow, if you sow out, sow love, you're going to get love. You sow mercy, you're going to get mercy. You sow joy, you get joy. You sow mental, moral and mental support. Yes, you'll get that. If you sow finances, you're going to receive finances. That's just the principle. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. He's given us a principle. But he that sows to the Spirit, and you can't, it's what he's talking about. When you give, you're giving, it's because of your spirit. My spirit wants to do it. Shall reap corruption, but he that sows to the Spirit so to the Spirit shall the Spirit reap everlasting life. And then he goes on to say, for those that get tired sometimes, let us not be weary in well-doing. You're giving, you're giving, you're giving. Don't get weary in your giving and your well-doing. For in due season, you shall reap. Let me say that again, Pastor Mike. We shall reap. Say that back to me, Kenny. We shall reap. Absolutely. We shall reap how? If we don't faint. That means we don't stop doing what we know is right. I'm going to keep on keeping on doing what I want. I'm going to love Kenny. I'm going to love Pastor Mike. I'm going to love Kathy. I'm going to love Ariel. I'm going to love my wife. I'm going to love the church. I'm going to love people. Even though they've talked bad about me, I'm going to give them something that, that they don't deserve. But it doesn't matter. I'm still going to give them respect and love. See, it goes beyond what you think. Oh, my God. Then he says in verse 10 of Galatians, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto those that love us. Are you sure that's in the Bible? As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially, especially unto them who are the household of faith. You got to do good. You got to give. Well, the Bible don't teach it. Oh, yes, it does over and over and over again. Bible don't teach. I'm tired of hearing that. The Bible does teach it. Now, I want you to hear this. You are the sum total of all the seeds you have sown. You are. You're the sum total of all the seeds you have sown, all the giving, and all the seeds you've allowed to be sown into your life. Not only what you've sown, but what you've allowed to be sown into your life. The heart of a giver. 
John 15 verse 12 says, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. What did he say? For God so loved he gave. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Giving. 1 John 3, 16, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Give. So the heart of a giver. Givers are constantly searching for success for everyone. I want to see everyone's success. And this attitude opens the door for our, for our own success. When I want to see you be successful, it opens the door, pastor, pastors, for my success. Given, listen to this, giving opens the windows of opportunity. It's what it does. He said, I don't know why I've never been blessed. Check your record of giving. How much love, joy, peace, mercy, kindness, finances to the kingdom of God. What have you done? Well, well, let me say this. Malachi 3.10 says, Bring ye all the tithes in the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. That's the Old Testament. Oh, I don't have time to go into it. But the New Testament teaches it also because Jesus is a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And you know what Melchizedek does? He takes in the tithe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't go into it right now. But he says, if you do this, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing you cannot contain. I said that givers are constantly searching for success for everyone. Am I right? They're searching for it. Conversely, takers devalue everyone. They just devalue everyone. All, ta all taker cares about is themselves. Have you met somebody like that? They care about themselves. This is what has happened to this nation. We have become a nation of takers. Are you hearing me? We become a nation of takers, and this attitude will bring us to destruction. Even congregations or churches, all they care about is taking, and by that, we drain the ability that the church has to do good. But listen to this. Givers are blessed, and those that, are, that withhold and are stingy are cursed. Proverbs 22, 9, he that hath a bountiful eye shall be blessed. He that has a bountiful eye shall be blessed, for he give, giveth of his bread to the poor. That means somebody needs bread. Proverbs 28, verse 27, He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack, but he that hideth his eyes shall have many a curse. Oh. Let me say this quickly. Giving reveals these kingdom principles. What does it reveal to you? Let me tell you what it reveals to me. Who will you serve? God or mammon? Who will you trust? I don't have time to preach all these. But who will you trust? It's what it reveals. Who do you really believe in? What else? The heart's desire. It shows me the heart's desire. It also shows me the vision of a man or a woman. It shows me whom will we have favor with? Whom will we have influence with whom will we allow to influence us giving is the greatest force of influence anyone can possess i'll promise you that and giving is not just about money let me say that again it's about love time wisdom understanding and why do you give so that we can demonstrate the goodness of god 
and build a place of hope and refuge and transformation. The heart of a giver is a heart that God can trust. I want to end with this statement. God can trust the heart of a giver. But listen to this in closing before I pray. At the end of life, and we all will get there. I hate it, but it's coming. At the end of life, the question will be, how much have you given? How much have you given? Let me say that again. At the end of life, the question will be, how much have you given? Not, how much have you gotten? I want to close with that because we've gotten an attitude now. It's like John F. Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We've gotten into a me, myself, and I society where it's all about me. Me, 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 me. And there's nothing wrong with you caring about yourself. But if you could care about others, this world would change. Everything would change. So I'm going to close with that. What have you done that if this was your last day, what could you say you have given? Your time, your wisdom, your understanding, your love. What have you given? And when I say that, remember, I'm talking about in reference to the kingdom of God. Because it's all about demonstrating the kingdom of God and his goodness. So people can see our good works and give glory to our God. That's what it's all about. I want to pray for you. But before I do, I want to remind you, please share this on Facebook. Please subscribe on YouTube. Just don't pass it over. This is a word that someone needed to hear today. But I'm going to pray right now. I'm going to ask the Lord to touch you and allow you to get some wisdom in these areas. And this is just a small teaching on the heart of a giver. I can go for a long time on giving because it's biblical, biblically sound. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this time. And Lord, as you spoke to me weeks and weeks ago about going back to basics, Lord, that's what I'm desperately trying to do is go back to that which will bring us closer to you. That will bring some, some, a blessing to the people that hear. The people that not only hear but they they act upon it. So, Lord, I'm asking you to strengthen them now. Give them wisdom right now. Give them understanding right now. For the heart of the broken, Lord, heal their heart. Mend their heart, Lord. Mend their shattered dreams. And, Lord, let them realize that in their, their <clears throat> changed lifestyle, where they start a lifestyle of giving, they change their nature of their heart. Lord, you will in that bless them. You'll prosper them in all their ways. That's what your scripture teaches. So, Lord, right now, for those that do not know you, let them call upon your name and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. I believe you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I believe you died on that cross and on the third day came back. This is important. Give your life, <clears throat> and God will give you far greater. You hear me? Give your life to him, and he will give you far greater. In Jesus' name. Touch those that hear this. It shall come to pass because you're a great God. Thank you, Father.